What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Uh, glad to be with you guys for a second time live today. We did the John and Way show earlier um, for Patreon breakdowns today. Uh, so this is number six, baby. And we're not done. We're just going to keep bringing it up. I know it's a short week. Short week for the players and coaches. Short week for us. But that doesn't mean we're going to skip content. You know, this is a flagship program here. We got to talk about our scouting report, our predictions, our bets. This is the most important game of the week. The NFL gave us a primetime spot on Thanksgiving. We're not skipping anything on our end. And I do have to say shout out to the man, Coach Cruz. That dude is the absolute MVP um, with what he does. He is the producer of today's show. He has just absolutely crushed it. Shout out to all the countdown crew. Dave, what's up, man? What's up, Montana? We got a lot of freaking awesome people in here. Josh. The man, the trivia king, excited to give away a bunch of stuff at our events in Seattle. Compliments of the man himself, Josh, 40 hours faithful forever. We got 20 fun trivia questions. We're doing four competitions. You know the Niners better than everybody else. You're going to win something nice uh, this weekend, which I'm excited. And Josh, don't miss. He does not miss. He said, you know, this is a deep O game. My bets would suggest the same as well. When you're putting in your bets and you're like planning things, you got to kind of go with the ebbs and flows of the odds makers and all that kind of stuff and find where to manipulate certain spots and not. They have faded Debo. Um, and just when they thought he was out, they pull you back in, right? And I am with you. Not necessarily that Debo's going to lead the team in rushing or receiving or anything along those lines, but those odds on the Debo stat line, whew, strong to quite strong. Uh, pretty excited about that. Thank you, all you guys. Hashtag CC. What's up, Big Papa? Hey, Tommy. Hey, Sean. 
Appreciate you guys. And Yatsik, what's up? Hashtag CC. He says, Faithful JC, I'm catching two live shows in two days. Turkey legs on the uh, Seahawks logo incoming. Whoop. There we go, man. Absolutely love it. I had to do the whoop. You know, he, he put it out there. You got to put the you got to put the emphasis on that. Uh, S1K Friday says joining from work. OK, I got to calm down with the whoops. Um, Tommy says Burford out. Not necessarily. Probably out. Alex Bank, uh, Banks, Aaron Banks is practicing. Um, Burford. Yeah, it's rough. You know, they they signed. Depending on where you're at, you know, they bring in another offensive lineman, Barch from Jacksonville guard. And, you know, you've got Il Manning. You've got a lot of positions that you can kind of move around. Valenciano's practicing left and right guard, which he has been all year. Zekiel's out. We stack injuries. This is the problem, right? This is the 49ers issue. Injuries happen across the NFL all the time. There's no doubt about that. Hufunga's done for the year. That one hurts much more. But whenever you start stacking injuries at one position, that's whenever it starts, red flags start to show up. So you, you had Banks. He might be back. He was limited today. Then Burford, he's out. Then Zakel, who we didn't need to rely on, but he was a break glass in case of emergency guy. Then he tears his bicep on extra point. And it's just like, okay, we've, we're down three guards in two weeks. Uh, three weeks. And so it's just like, whoa, <laughs> red flag, red flag. Um, and so, yeah, you got to kind of scramble. And you got to kind of figure some of this stuff up, uh, stuff out. And, you know, you got to put players in positions they can be successful. Now, we have Matt Pryor, who has played guard this year as well. So you can flex him in there. I wouldn't be shocked if he was the first one off the bench, you know, Valenciano first, Matt Pryor second. Then you could talk Barch. I doubt he plays in the short week. Um, Il Manning, that would be my bet. But, you know, we haven't really seen him play inside much since he left our team and then came back. So we'll see there. Jordan, he says, flying up to Seattle now. See the faithful up there. That is what I'm talking about, Jordan. I'm flying out early in the morning. Because of that, I'm not going to be able to do the Steph and John and Wayne show. I'll be on a plane uh, with the family on one of the craziest travel days ever. Um, so we'll see there. And Joel, right, who replaces Burford? I think you slide Valenciano would be – you slide him over because I think Banks will play if he was limited. You know, if it wasn't – and Kyle said this. You know, if it wasn't a short week, then Burford would be fine. But because it is a short week, now he's questionable. He's not out. He's questionable. He probably isn't going to play. But we haven't seen that he is out um, yet. So that's important to see there. And so uh, we'll have to see what that is. Uh, personally, I think Feliciano slides to the right. Bank slides to the left. Not too big of an issue there at all. Happy with that. You got Pryor backing up some guards. Carl up Corey Luciano. He's a swing center. Just like you did last week, Il Manning, perhaps going to be just fine, and not too, not too worried about that. Sean says, "How about a live from my dope party pregame hype video, man?" Okay, so let me say this: when we first started doing all the rush road trips, the plan was to go live and do like a twenty-minute show. But man, at those parties, it is bonkers. It's awesome, and I love it, and I'm very thankful. But a lot of people that come out there, they might go to one or two games a year and they want to say hi, and I want to thank them. And so, you know, my job, we have an amazing staff, the 49ers Rush team, and they're going to be in full effect this weekend. But, man, stuff comes up, and I got to focus on, the, you know, the people that paid to come out and party and all that stuff. And so 
initially I always wanted to record live, but now I don't even get to take pictures just because I'm running around like a, a madman trying to make sure that I touch every single person that is there and get to know and thank them and, you know, just start to build those relationships and trivia and on the mic and the giveaways, and making sure kids are having a great time. So it's been hard, but I want to, I always want to. It's just once it gets going, it's like, all right, I got to focus. <laughs> um, yeah, I got to focus. And so we'll see. I'll try to get something out this time, but no promises. Wayne's going to be there, though, so that helps a lot. Uh, when Wayne's there, everything goes smoothly. Uh, Josh says Banks plays and Valenciano for Burford. That's what I expect as well. So uh, Shad says, man, just give us two minutes right before y'all walk to the stadium. Uh, dope way to walk to the hey, – man, I'm going to try to do that. Um, I'm going to try. No promises, but I'm going to try because I know once I get in those events, it's just like I got to make sure people are having a good time. Uh, but that is a great idea, Sean, and I really appreciate you. So let's do this. Without further ado, let's dive in. How many pages of notes do we have? 16. Just a couple. <laughs> just a couple. 16 pages of notes for today. 49ers and Seahawks, Week 12 matchup. Thursday night football, Thanksgiving primetime game at night. This is going to be awesome. This is the most important game of the year. Number one, I know a lot of people want to talk Philly. Not. Nope. This is it. I care way more about this game. Way more. And with the way the NFC has shaken out, probably a little bit more so. We do have that two-game stretch for Philly. You know, they could lose to us and lose one more than we would win the tiebreaker. But I don't even care about that. You got to win your division first. And you could put a hurting on the Seahawks. The 49ers won two in a row. You go to the bye week, had that three-game skid. That was rough. Blow out the Jaguars. Just not even a competition from the start. And the Bucks game, put it on them. And, you know, they got that late score to make it look more competitive than it really was. But that was a two to three touchdown game pretty much the entire time. So not concerned about that. Two great wins. Now, you swept the Seahawks last year. Not once, not twice, three times. Beat them three times. And so they're coming off a loss to their division. They got swept by the Rams this year. Ooh. Ooh. Look at point differentials. You know, the 49ers are plus 122 on the season, one of the best in the NFL. Seattle Seahawks, negative two. <laughs> uh, they're six and four, and they've got some very quality wins. They're averaging 21.6 points a game. They're giving up 21.8. They're all close games. Now, almost everything they do, except for whenever they lost. And so let's go through their schedule 10 games in. You know, in common opponents, we played six of the same teams. They're three and three on teams we played with a plus 13 point differential. We played five teams together, right? Because they played the Rams twice. That's why those numbers are off. We're three and two with a plus 28 differential. So if you're looking for commonalities there, Niners definitely have the distinct advantage. But let's go through their schedule. They get blown out by the Rams at home, 30-13. to 13. They beat the Lions in Detroit, 37-31. Beat the Panthers by 10. Beat the Giants by 21. Giants' worst team, you know, in the NFL. Then the bye week happens. Lose to the Bengals, 17-13. Beat the Cardinals by 10. They beat the Browns. Maybe, you know, the Lions, and then they beat the Browns. Those are kind of their two big wins, 24-20. to 20. Got blown out by the Ravens by 34 points. I mean, that was just... Got boat race, barely beat the commanders by three, and then lost to the Rams last second field goal. They're, they're they're not a bad football team, but they're not a good football team. They're negative on the point differential. They're well coached, 
And so whenever it's a close game, they can make some things happen. But they're not a good football team. The roster is not good. Do they have some solid players? Yes, 100%. They might not have one all-pro. Let me, let me say this again. I don't think that there is one current all-pro on this team. There are a few places where they have an advantage, and we'll talk about that whenever we get to matchups. There's not one all-pro on this roster. Now, this year, Bobby Wagner's on the team. He's incredible. Um, no doubt about it. Tyreek Woolen had a great rookie year. Diggs is always good. The safety. Witherspoon's looking like one of the better rookies. But is there a top player at their position anywhere on this roster? The answer is no, it's not. Now try to say that same thing about the 49ers. Hmm. Yeah, see the difference? Ed, he says, bang, bang, I'm late, gang. Uh, appreciate you, man. Just glad you're always here. Hugo, earlier show with Wayne Breezy was awesome. Back for more 49ers Rush content. Thank you, Hugo. That's what's up, man. Uh, you guys are just the absolute best. RA says, what do people think of the front office tries to get Leonard? I don't, I would like it. I think he's better than our number three. But this dude just got benched in... Indianapolis, he's not the same after his back injury. I love him, though. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. I was a little low on him in the draft. I, I was wrong. He was incredible. But you can't pick him up off waivers. That contract's bananas. So then you'd have to sign him as a free agent. Why would he come here to be the linebacker three whenever he could start for a team? And so I don't – I like the idea of getting him, but I don't understand. It has to make sense for us. has to make sense for him. I don't understand how that makes sense for him. If we had an injury, maybe, but we don't. And we've got three linebackers that are playing very, very, very well. Um, so that that's why I'm like, yeah, I'd love to have them. I want everybody. But, yeah, not too concerned. Not too concerned. I, I don't think that's a, a good pairing for them uh, or for him. Now, let's jump into the Seahawks. Let's go through all the different metrics. We go through a lot. Um, shout out to coach Cruz again, but let, let's start with the head coach, Kyle Shanahan. He talked, this is earlier today. We just grabbed this video. Um, here's his thoughts on the Seahawks. Just the style they play with. Um, they're so competitive. doesn't matter what the record is, where you play, um, offense, defense, special teams. They all go extremely hard. Uh, they practice hard. I, I think just the style of their play. And when you watch the silent, silent tape, it's as, as close to ours as anyone else. I, I think we're very similar in the style our teams play with. Which is a compliment while complimenting yourself. Very humble there, Kyle. But I kind of agree with him. Very tough. Very well coached. Um, pretty solid team. Now, the way in which they use their draft capital and the way in which they use their salary cap capital couldn't be further from the truth. They build outside in. We build inside out. But... These teams have been very good for a long time. Um, they've they've had our number. There, there's no doubt about that. But a lot of that is Russell Wilson. Again, you swept them three times last year. Now, from pro football focus rankings of the individual units and groups and whatever, overall, they're ninth. Offense, they're tenth. Defense, they're ninth. And probably the scariest thing to me is their special teams. They're tied for first. From a pro football uh, focus rep number, they're first. We're 26th. And so they're not a bad team. They're not a good team. But they are an above-average team. They're 6-4. and four. Their record reflects that. Now look at the Niners ranks from those same categories. 49ers first overall, third on offense, first on defense, 26th on special teams. Our special teams sucked last week. It was terrible. 
made our field goals, which was nice. But punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return, all lost considerably. And Mitch has been our best special teamer all year. Mitch Wisnowski, he didn't have a good game either. He didn't get he punted three times, not one more inside the 20. So we've got to figure some stuff out there. You, you know, we have the advantage everywhere, not special teams. Not special teams. Now, let's talk about the old gum flapper himself, Pete Carroll, 72 years old. I don't like him. I can't stand him, in fact, but he looks pretty good for 72. And very positive dude when he's not cheating in college. Um, and his career is interesting. It's tied over with the 49ers. He was our DC in 1996, which if you're coming to an event, that is going to be a trivia question. So I will reward you uh, <laughs> for your loyalty and listening to the podcast. So little insider trading there. Hashtag Martha Stewart. Now, his his career has been interesting. Started at Pacific. You know, he's from California. He's from Redwood. Um, went to went to Redwood High School in Larkspur, California. You know, Pacific was a graduate assistant. Then Arkansas, Iowa State, Ohio State, North Carolina State. Back to Pacific. This dude worked his way up. It's not like he got you know a golden ticket and jumped to the front of the line like Kyle Shanahan did. Not that Kyle Shanahan isn't a great coach. He is, but like, come on, let's be for real. It's not like Kyle Shannon went, he had went out there and earned a starting job at the NFL, uh, his very first football job ever. That was Pops, and that's kind of what it is. Defensively, you know, in the NFL-wise, he's worked for the Bills, Vikings, Jets, um, promoted the head coach of the Jets. Then he joined us for two years, 1995 and 1996 seasons. Then he went back to being a head coach again for the Patriots. Then USC, where he had a lot of success, got caught cheating, then left as soon as the cheating scandal happened. That's kind of what he does. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um, and he's been in Seattle since 2010 on. And now he's the vice president of football operations. He runs the whole show. He's a great coach. I'm not trying to say he isn't. Yeah, he's a cheater. Yeah, whatever else. But he's a damn good coach. Um, there's no doubt about it. Two-time national championship, Super Bowl champion. He won four Rose Bowls, two or like he's just a damn good coach. And his teams always have the same persona. 
Strong physical running game, sound defense, great special teams. That's just what he is. Um, right here, dancing. What's up? She says, did you see the clip of Greenlaw talking about his interaction with Carroll at the Combine? Cracked me up. No. Uh, dancing, will you let me know where that is? I cannot get enough Drake Greenlaw content in my life, if you guys know or don't know. He's my favorite player on the 49ers currently. I am packing the all-white 94th throwback Greenlaw jersey for the trip this week. Um, I'll be wearing my starter jacket to the game because it's going to be cold as hell. Um, but I will be repping the all-white 94 throwbacks, which is what the Niners are wearing. Um, uh, here we go. Josh said it's on the Warner House. You haven't got to watch uh, the past couple weeks. I've been a little too too busy, but um, I will have to check that one out. Warner House is incredible, and you know sometimes I get a make of all. Sometimes I don't. But since I brought up the starter jacket, I got to tell you, Amish is dropping a brand new. Check this out. Black satin throwback with the 49er saloon font on the front. Whew. Drops in the morning, Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern. Uh, the link is in the description of this video, but they won't be available till tomorrow. Um, now, I do have to say, I will be buying one of these. If you want a Christmas present, check it out. I do get paid if you use our link. You can go straight to their site and buy it off there. I do not get a portion of those uh, proceeds, but... I do want to be upfront and obvious. I just freaking love this stuff. You know me, nostalgia out the wazoo. But yeah, the black freaking satin. Whew, that thing is clean. So if you don't know what you want for Christmas and your wife and your kids are always asking you, tell them that right there. The link is right there. Buy it now to be ready for Christmas. You know what it is. That way you have a good Christmas when you unwrap it. Um, and again, thank you, Dance. Appreciate the recommendation. You are awesome. Um, and so there we go. Uh, Alejandro, he says, that's fire. It is fire, man. I I can't get enough Niners stuff. <laughs> I have a Niners shirt. I, I got my Niners Tecmo Bowl shirt on underneath, homage. I got this sweater on, hoodie, homage. And I got the residency hat. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's Niners all the time, baby. That's what we do here. Now, going back to the coaching staff for the Seattle Seahawks, Shane Waldron's their OC. Um and, you know, he he's interesting. Went to Phillips Academy in Andover, Massachusetts. Andover, uh, if we're going to do the, the correct Massachusetts, um, which I'm sure I messed that up. He was a tight end and long snapper for the university at Tufts, which is really, really cool. Portland, Oregon guy, another Pacific Northwest. Went to um, Milwaukee, Oregon, LaSalle High School. Um, he started off in Notre Dame. A little bit of a different story than Pete Carroll, right? who starts off at Notre Dame, but hey, props to him. He's a damn good coach. Then he went to the Patriots, um, jumped down to Hartford, then kind of worked his way up. Buckingham, Brown, Nichols School, UMass, then with Washington in 2016. Guess who was there? That's right. Oh, no, no, no. This was right after. This is McVay guy, not a Shanahan guy. Um, was with the Rams, tight end coach. I love tight end coach. Promoted up with McVay to the passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach, and then eventually to the OC. And he's done a good job. Uh, won two Super Bowls in his time with the Patriots. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. McVay guy. And that seems to be all we play, man. We play McVay. Or we play his 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 friend and uh, the Cincy coach. We play the Cincy's coach's brother. Now we're like, it's just, this is a McVay-Shanahan league. It's what it is. Shanahan started it all. No no doubt about it. Um, right here is Adams playing. Adams played 15 snaps all game. I don't think he's playing. I haven't seen, you know, I've got the, the report right here. 
But Jamal Adams was limited this week with a knee. He's played 15 snaps, Jamal Adams, all season. So I expect Love and Diggs to be the guy. Like, I would not, if he's not full, <laughs> I would play him. But that's just me. Maybe he'll be out there. He's a damn good player, and I hate that he's been injured so much. Uh, one of the worst trades in NFL history. The contract on top of trading those multiple firsts, which were turned out to be like a top five pick, which just terrible. But I don't like Jamal Adams, but I do want him to play. I hate injuries. I want everybody to play. So, uh, yeah, I, I I don't think he plays this week. He is limited, or at least he was yesterday. But we'll have to see. He's going to have to get a full practice. There's no way he's going to play in a short week if he doesn't get a full practice in. That That's just me. Dancing. Oh, pick it up on where she left off earlier. Talking about Pete smacking his gum, saying, cool story, bro. Love Greenlaw. Always keeping it real. And Greenlaw, that dude's the CEO of Seattle, baby. He has owned that team, whether it was Russell Wilson or not. Greenlaw, always the Hawk Slayer. Whatever. I mean, I want all the nicknames, right? Uh, but CEO of Seattle, that was mine. I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. John Chapman, I started that one. Hawkslayer is pretty cool, though. I do like that one, too. Um, so, anyway, I don't know if Jamal Adams is going to play. Now, their DC, Clint Hurt, which is like the coolest name ever for a DC. So, last name's Hurt. Coach Hurt. That's pretty cool. Three-year letterman at Miami. Um, had an injury that ended his career. He's from the Bronx. Um, you know, started at Miami as a GA, which he played there. Then FIU, then back to Miami, Louisville, then with the Bears, um, then Seattle Seahawks, and he's kind of worked his way up. And so don't know anything about him personally, but a pretty good dude from all accounts. And so curious to see how it's going to go this game. Now let's talk injuries. <clears throat> because when you look at the Seahawks, it's a long list. They struggled. Versus the Rams. I'm not going to say anybody that was full. Jamal Adams limited knee, right? Um, Jake Bobo didn't practice shoulder. Trey Brown, corner, limited foot. Kobe Bryant, corner, limited toe. Uh, Tyler Lockett, wide receiver, one of their better players, limited hamstring. Speed guys with a hamstring, you got to watch out for. Uh, Abraham, he was full. Jarek Reed, their stud special teamer, kind of their George Odom, on IR. He's done for the year. Geno Smith has not practiced, will not practice. His elbow's a mess. I do think Geno's going to play. Geno's not playing well. He's not. We're, we'll talk more about him in a second. Uh, Kenneth Walker, he's not playing. They're running back. Uh, Tyreek Woolen, probably their best DB, limited shoulder. Drake Young, wide receiver, did not practice. Abdomen. They are banged up, bro. And this is what happens on short weeks. This is what happens on short weeks. It, it's just, yeah, Ed, yeah, they have seven starters injured. Ah. Ah. Now, the matchup history isn't good for us. Seattle leads the series 30-20, to 20, and all that's Russell Wilson time where we just sucked for a long time and they just had our number. That's changed. That's changed. And last year... You know, you beat them not once, you beat them twice, you beat them three times, and we beat them with all three of our quarterbacks. Trey, Jimmy, and Purdy all played those dudes and all beat those guys. Now, Brock even got to play there on Thursday night. Uh, when was it? It was in January. We were at that game. 
it was January 14th. So we've already played there. That was a hat and t-shirt game when we won the NFC West. And, you know, Kyle Shannon was asked, how do you feel with Brock already having played there if it gives him an advantage? Uh, it's, it's real valuable. I mean, he's been to some loud places too, but Seattle is always right there as the loudest, if not tied for it. And uh, you can always tell people how loud it is, but um, they don't know until they g- go there. And he went there, so he knows what we're talking about. So I don't have to stress the importance of, to, of it to him. Uh, he's going to be doing it to our guys for these two days. Now, you know, you look at that division. That was the wild card round. Um, and we won 41-23. to 23. You put up 41 points. Brock Purdy threw three touchdowns, 332 yards, got sacked one time, 131 rating. Geno Smith, two touchdowns, one interception, three sacks. Kenneth Walker was kind of their best player, 15 rush attempts, 63 yards. He's not playing this game. Um, Christian McCaffrey had 119 rush yards, did whatever he won. Debo, 30 rush yards. You know, Mason had 12 rush yards that game. He's not going to get that this game. DK Metcalf, 10 catches, 136 two touchdowns. That was kind of the big one. We'll see how we play them this time, but yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was a blowout and Dre Greenlaw led the team in tackles, 11 tackles. He was all over the place. And, you know, many who had two sacks, probably one of his better games. Armstead had a sack, but it was domination. It was complete domination. And you beat a team, not once, not twice, but three times you got their number. You got their number. And right here, yeah, Alejandro, we need to start seeing those 49ers Seahawks primetime Sunday night games like we did a few years ago. You know, it, Seattle's been screwed over by the NFL scheduling. Not once, but two years, not Seattle Seahawks, the Seattle 49ers fans. Because one of the largest chapter bases is the Seattle faithful, who are just freaking rock stars. I love that group so much. They are so positive. They do so much for the community. They organize. I'm putting this up there now. They organize the the meet to welcome in the 49ers plane and buses whenever they land in Seattle. And they're doing that again this year, 4 p.m. Wednesday night um, at the Seattle airport, 2440 South 166th Street, Seatok, uh, Washington. I mean, they're just the freaking best. And so, like, you're talking about these the, one of the largest Niners fan bases in the United States. And then not one year, not two years, but the years before that, COVID, you're talking like four years since this fan base has had a regular game to celebrate. If you work during the week, that's rough, man. So I, I'm with you, Alejandro. And, uh, you know, my thing, I'm a fan first, and it's about the fans. That's what all this is. That's what we do here at the 49ers Rush Podcast, bringing people together. And, yeah, they've been screwed over. So they deserve a Sunday night primetime game. I 1,000% agree, and I hope it happens next year. Um, so, anyway, now let's switch over and let's talk about – now, if you are going to that, I should probably plug our parties too, right? Night before party, right after the welcoming the team in. We'll be at the press box, which is one block south of Lumen Field or Lumen Stadium, whatever the hell they call that. Um, we'll be there at 5 p.m., which is going to be a blast. And then our tailgate, which is going to sell out, guys. We don't have a lot of spots left, and I hate that. I'm going to have to turn people away. I don't like that. But to do a full Thanksgiving meal for a few hundred people is difficult. I want to make sure everybody has the best time. So 
that's going to be 130 to 430. So if you're thinking about going, you need to go to 49ersrushroadtrip.com now <laughs> because sadly we're just going to have to say we can't. Um, and it has nothing to do with money. I just don't want people to have a bad experience and the finite resources, sadly. Um, <laughs> maybe that should be the slogan of the 49ers Rush podcast. Um, but yeah, and then on top of that, our next party will be at, you know, I'm not doing Philly. I don't want to go to Philly. But then whenever Seattle comes to the 49ers here in just two weeks, we will be hosting the tailgate in the blue lot um, for that if you want to come out with us, drinks, food, all that stuff for the home ground. And then Arizona, we got Patrick Willis coming to party with us. So 49ersrushroadtrip.com, that's what's up. What's up, Don Bird? Detroit first, everybody. Um, yeah, congrats to you guys, man. We're talking about Seattle right now, the one team that beat you. Uh, you got beat twice, but, yeah, you guys have had a hell of a year, man. So props to you guys. Now, let, let's talk – about the Seahawks defense and kind of Seahawks in a whole. Let's start with George Kittle. I love it whenever he talks Seattle. Here's George Kittle just talking about Seattle and kind of everything that they do. Thursday night football against the Seattle Seahawks. Short week. Um, shout out to the Rams. Good job, guys. Good job, Mike LaFleur. Um, so thankful for them. Um, but, you know, all that means is Seattle's going to be a little angry and it's going to be a great game up there. It's one of my favorite atmospheres, one of my favorite places to play. They absolutely hate us, and I just – what a great fan base to absolutely hate us. It's really fun. It's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be a physical game. And we have to go up there and get a, uh, get a win. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Love that, man. Anytime Kittle talks, you got to listen, right? Um, he, he's just the absolute best. Uh, <laughs> so... You've got the defense. These are their ranks out of 32 teams. This is the Seattle Seahawks defense, okay? 19th in points allowed, below average. 23rd in yards, bottom 10. 15th in turnovers, so that's average. 16th average, right? So right there. 9th in fumbles recovered. 28th in first downs, not good. 16th passing touchdown. 20th interceptions. 19 rush yards allowed. All out of 32, right? 24th rushing touchdown. 17th yards per rush. 29th in third downs. Second and fourth down. That's it. 28th and red zone. Like, I go through every single week. Coach Cruz goes through, and I go through. Shout out to Coach Cruz again. He's the best. 
46 statistical categories that rank 1 through 32. They only have two out of 46, this is offense and defense, in the top five. They only have three in the top ten. It's not a good football team. From a metric, EPA, all that kind of whatever, they're not good. You look at their roster, it's solid. They're a solid team. Like, that is correct. But whenever you can't, I'm searching, man. I'm trying to find something that they're a lead in. It's just not, it's not what they are. They don't have it. Now, there are some very good players. And Devin Witherspoon, the rookie, damn good player. First corner off the board this draft. Um, he's ranked fifth out of 115 players who have played nickel. We could use the nickel. Good Lord. Uh, but actually Demo did really, really well last week. He's been great. He blitzes. He's physical. He does a lot. Kyle Shannon was asked about the rookie Devin Witherspoon. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, it was, I mean, it would have been fun to watch him these last 24 hours if we weren't having to go against him, but um, he was as advertised. Uh, he's he's a good player. He's all around the ball. When you study the run game, you see him a lot. When you study first and second down, you see him a lot. When you get to third down and watch coverages, you see him a lot. Um, so it's every aspect of the game he has an impact on and a really good football player who is also extremely talented. Yeah, and so it's just he's a baller. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, they're, they're not a bad team at all. Now I like this question, Hugo, and this is something I didn't even think to look at it from this vantage point. Hugo says, how does the defense compare to last year? Downgrade upgrade. Oh, it's, it's about the same. Um, they were 25th last year in points 26th. They only had one top five category, right? Fumbles lost. They got 11 fumbles last year. That was it. They had one top, like they were bad last year. So it's not really an upgrade or a downgrade. It's they've stayed stagnant. They're, they're just not, they're just not a good group. They weren't a good group. They're not a good group. It's, it's, it's bad. Now they get Bobby Wagner back who he's amazing against the run. He's the number one run defensive graded linebacker. One of the worst coverage grades. And he has been for five years now. Yeah, young Bobby Wagner, he's going to Hall of Fame. There's no doubt about that. But that dude can't cover space. He can't cover space. I'm going to do a whole bit on CMC and versus Rob, Bobby Wagner later in our matchup section. But yeah, amazing run player. Amazing. Intelligent, Hall of Famer, great. Leaves a lot to be wanted uh, in pass coverage, to say the least. Boye Mafe, second-year player. I was really high on him. He's playing great. Trey Brown playing all right. Leonard Williams, who they just traded for. Um, you know, that, that was a good trade. Leonard Williams, damn good player. There's no, no doubt about that. And kind of one of the things that makes Seattle what they are, I'll let Shanahan kind of set this up. The numbers don't really back it up, but when the Niners play Seattle, their number one emphasis has always been stop the 49ers from running. And here's Kyle talking about that. Um, I mean, they're always a challenge to run the ball against. It usually takes till the fourth quarter to, and you got to break a long one um, to ever make it look like you did good. That's, uh, they usually commit to that pretty well. Um, up there, it's twice as hard as anywhere else. Uh, cadence is a huge issue. They would use it to their advantage big time, and it's hard to get it going. So, uh, you know, you got to get a big one to have that, which we have gotten a couple times, but it's usually not till late. And then I usually look at getting the run game going to kind of how we do when we're not running the ball because that has to do with staying on the field, moving the chains, and that's what allows you eventually to get the run game going. 
And so, yeah, I mean, they're going to overcommit to the run. Now, in the past, Jimmy Garoppolo days, all that stuff, the whole idea is you stop the run and 48 hours offense is stagnant. Well, now Brock Purdy's coming out the most efficient quarterback in football and almost every single damn metric. Go ahead. And, you know, this is one of my keys to success, uh, kind of stealing from the future here just a little bit. Go ahead. Load that box, man. Brock Purdy has earned the right to check out of whatever the damn play he wants to. And you go back to the Bucks game last week. This dude audibled out of run plays like four out of five first plays. And it worked. <laughs> it worked. And the plays that we went straight run did not work near as well. So Brock's earned the right. Yeah, you want a will and deal? I think we're in that place. Now, you don't abandon the run game completely, but go ahead. I, I, I don't know the way in which Seattle's going to approach this game. They don't blitz Brock very much. We'll, we'll get into those numbers here in a minute, but the 49ers are just in this weird position offensively where they can script their plays and sit back and say, hey, all right, cool. You want to take away the run? We can throw the ball. You want to back them all up? We can run. You get a pick. How do you want us to beat you? We're going to go with what you give us. And so with the short week, that definitely hurts. They got seven starters out. That hurts. It's hard to implement a lot of new stuff when your players aren't even practicing. And that's exactly where they are. Tariq Woolen, one of their corners, really good player. He's kind of like the Trayvon Diggs guy. It's boom or bust, man. That dude gives up a lot of yards, but he is aggressive and will go for the pick. Ayuk versus him, please, all day. Uh, players exploit Darrell Taylor, their edge. He's terrible. Draymond Jones, who they paid a lot of money for, has not panned out well. 77th out of 125 defensive tackles. 57.7 grade, not good. Quandre Diggs, one of my favorite players, Hook'em Horns, on this team. He struggled. Turned 31 in January. He's His play seems to be dissipating, so we'll see what's going on. Now, tendencies, they give up a lot of explosives. They've allowed 21 explosive run plays, 34 explosive pass plays. That's average, 16th in the NFL, 40 hours first. We don't do that. Blitzes, their tendencies. Last week, they blitzed the Rams 8. The week before, Washington 19. Baltimore 10. Last year against the 49ers in the wild card route with Brock Purdy, they only blitzed three times. Week 15 on a short week, they only blitzed Brock Purdy two times. So I don't really feel like there's going to be you know, a whole bunch of, of blitzes and whatever else. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, let's talk quickly about, let's jump over. Let's go to the other side. Why not? Let's talk about the offense, the Seattle Seahawks offense, and kind of everything that they do starts and stops with the quarterback. It's the NFL. Let's talk about the comeback player of the year last year. What did he come back from? Just being himself. Uh, here's Kyle Shetty and talking about Gino. Gino's, uh, he's earned this role to get to where he's been these last two years. Gino is really good at, you know, kind of attacking the defense, take what they give them. Um, the goal is to hopefully make him one dimensional and, um, try to get them to have to make some bigger plays and not just stay within the scheme. There you go. Oh, I want to say shout out to Melissa. She's one of the best there is. Hashtag CC. Happy Thanksgiving countdown crew in the rush. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate all the positivity and all the content you bring to the community, Melissa. It is awesome, man. Really appreciate you. Um, <laughs> Josh. Yeah. Kyle's being generous. Gino hasn't been good. Let's just be very honest. He, he really has it. The first like eight weeks last year, he was good. Second half of the season average at best. 
This year, 12 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. That's not even close to average. That's below average. Doesn't even have a 2-to-1 ratio, 65% completion percentage. He led the NFL last year. That was the one thing was he was just consistently completing passes. He's not doing that this year. Guess who is leading the NFL in completion percentage? Brock Purdy, right? And so he's been sacked more times than Brock. Like, it's not a fair competition, and all he has is three of the best wide receivers in the NFL. They go spend a top first-round pick on Jackson Smith and Jigba, DK Metcalf, Lockett, all those guys. So let's go through just like we did with the defense, and let's go through all these categories. Out of 32 teams, 16th in points, average. 18th yards, average. 7th in turnovers. They have protected the ball fairly well. 5th in fumbles lost. That's one of the three cat- or one of the two categories top five. 15th interception, 20th first downs, 13th passing yards, 18th passing touchdowns, 12th passing yards per attempt, 28th in rush attempts. These, sorry, I almost, call, I almost called my name. This team went out and spit back-to-back picks, back-to-back top 50 picks on running backs. Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Not that they're bad players, but you spend back-to-back top 50 round like draft picks, overall top 50 overall picks on running backs, and then you don't run the ball? What the hell is that about? I, I don't get it. 25th in rush yards, 17th rush touchdowns, 17th in rush yards per attempt, 4.1. 30th on third downs, not sustaining drives. Why? They're not running the ball. 12th on fourth downs, 22nd in the red. Like, it's not a good team. You turn the tape on, and there's there's splashes. But, yeah. it's it, And, you know, I want to go to the question. I think it was Hugo that asked earlier, you know, are they better or worse than last year? I know you didn't ask this for the offense, but I'm still in your idea. Way worse. Last year, they were ninth in points scored, 13th in yards. And this year, yeah, you look at it. Oh, well, they're 16th and 18th. They've downgraded dramatically offensively. And the offensive line's bad. You know, you look at their kind of starting lineup. Cross, who was a rookie last year, has been average. Lewis, below average, their left guard. Brown, their center, way below average. 29th out of 38 on PFF. Haynes, below average. And now you got a 42-year-old. This man is older than Jonathan Lamar Chapman playing right tackle. Jason Peters, Hall of Famer. He's great. But come on, bro. Like, 42 years old? He's a damn good player. And he's still worthy. I mean, what... He's got a 63.5 grade from PFF. Let's see here. I want to look up how he's done so far this year. I had this earlier, but I don't have it memorized. So I'm going to go to their blocking grade on PFF. And I just just kind of want to see. Jason Peters has played in four games. And yeah, he's played well. He's given up eight pressures. He's played pretty well. He's got a 62 pass block grade, 71 run block grade which is better than a lot of the guys that they got out there. Actually, it's not. Pass blocking grade is the fifth for any tackle on their team. So they've moved a lot of guys around. and But he's done it for a long time. But, man, 42? Ugh. That's rough. Now, the, you look at their kind of players of strength. It starts on the outside. That's how they be, built their team. Got to talk about their wide receivers, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. 
kind of the biggest deal of their entire team, probably the strength of their number. If you had to pick one position group where it's like, okay, this is what they are, it's wide receivers. Here's Kyle. Um, I mean, DK is just how explosive he is. Um, he's and, and the size of him to be that explosive with that size and be able to drop your hips and run all the routes. It's had two guys I've ever been around like that, and one was Julio Jones, and the other was Andre Johnson. And this guy, I think, is a couple inches taller and about 28 pounds bigger, so it shows you how talented he is. And then Lockett, I think, has been one of the more underrated receivers over the last 10 years. He's so consistent in what he does. He's got such a savviness on um, how to find the zones when to lean away from certain man looks and stuff, and um, very consistent receiver. You know, Lockett, he's had one – I'm sorry. DK Metcalf has had one Pro Bowl year, no all-pros. Um, last year, he only played in nine games, 646 yards, three touchdowns. It, one of his best games was against us, though. But whenever you look at Tyler Lockett, like Kyle Shanahan is exactly right. He has been one of the most consistent. He had a string of four straight 1,000-yard seasons in the 2018, the year before they had 965 yards. Last year was hurt, played in 10 games, only 545 yards. But, like, I'm more concerned about Lockett. Uh, Every year I am. DK Metcalf is the biggest – bully out there against non-physical people we're physical and so yeah dk you're a bully awesome you can beat up guys when they're not looking and take cheap shots and you're one of the dirtiest players in the nfl that's awesome but whenever you're playing against trey greenlaw you're going to shut your ass up that's just what it is and it's what's happened every single time and the only success that he has is on running fade routes so wilkes and everybody got to kind of put him in you know our players in a position but yeah, DK is dirty. DK is soft. He's very soft. He's the softest big dude I've ever seen play. And it's funny because it's like you see him and he's the biggest mamma jamma out there. But he's soft. And I remember watching him at Ole Miss. And I kept saying like in my draft grades, like DK Metcalf's incredible. I'm not saying he's not a good player. He's a damn good player. AJ Brown was way more physical than him despite being a lot smaller. Not that AJ Brown's small. But I'm just saying, um, DK's man, <laughs> Fred Warner, Fred Warner, and uh, Drake Greenlaw messed that dude up. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Um, yeah, that's all I gotta say. Uh, Charles Crossgood, Zach Charbonnet, the rookie. That dude's gonna have to have a career day. You know, one of my keys to this game is Zach Charbonnet, the rookie running back out of UCLA. That dude needs to go over 75 yards rushing for them to even have a chance in this game. Listen to Kyle talk about the rookie. Good back, done good in um, in the games this year. We really thought he was a good player coming out of college. Uh, he's good at running the ball, good at screens. Um, we got better last week, I thought, at screens. Not to be confused with did very good. Um, so something that I know we'll keep seeing, and we got to keep challenging. And, you know, he, he's getting more and more snaps as things kind of continue to go. But the 49ers are one of the best run defenses in the NFL considerably <laughs> like you you kind of look at oop I opened up the wrong page I apologize that I want to make sure that I get this accurate you look at what they've allowed running the ball second fewest rush attempts third fewest rush yards in the NFL out of 32 teams right right there we have more categories in this one little slice of analytics than the entire offense and defense of the Seattle Seahawks 
and yeah, I get it. Charbonnet's, you know, trending upwards. There's no doubt about it. But listen to like last week against the Rams, who suck against the run, 15 carries for 47 yards. Not good. In fact, his number one game that he's ever had was 53 yards rushing. The over-under, this is going to tie it to my bets of the week. The over-under on his rush yards is 55 and a half. He's never done that in his career. Now, I know that he's a starting back now with Kenneth Walker out. He's going to get a lot more carries. I'm I'm hitting under big time because if the Niners could do anything, it's stop a terrible rushing team. And guess what? The Seahawks do. They stop a terrible rushing team in themselves because they never give the guy the damn ball. Um, and I don't expect that to change this week. I really, really don't. So, yeah, he's a damn good player, but this is a bad matchup for them. And the reason why, you look at the interior of their offensive line, and really, outside of Charles Cross, Damian Lewis, left guard, bad. Center, Evan Brown, 52 run blocking grade. He's barely in the top 32 centers. There's only 32 centers. He's 29th. Phil Haynes, the right guard, he's 60th as far as guards go. And then Jason Peters, uh, it turned 42, man. Like, come on, what year is this? You know, is it 1990? Then, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. Now, in one of my favorite clips that I'm going to start playing every single week, the NFL is all about one thing. This league is all about, you know, each week is matchups and different things. So, so, oh, I love Steve Wilkes so much, man. So I'm sorry. I kind of revamped the way in which I want to do my matchup segment to instead of just, you know, best on best, I want to do on each side of the ball, one matchup that favors them, the opposing team, one that favors us, and then one blue chip on blue chip, best on best, right? So when the 49ers are on offense, I think their best matchup is Boye Mafe, the second-year pass rusher against Colton McKivitz. That speed and bend, I don't like that. Um, now, McKivitz is coming off a pretty damn good game, uh, all in all, but that's one of the ones that kind of concerns me a little bit. Our best matchup, in my opinion, and people would disagree with me on this, Brandon Ayuk versus Tyreek Woolen. I love that matchup. Now, Tyreek Woolen's a damn good player. He's huge. He's fast. All those things. He's very raw. His feet are always out of frame whenever I watch film, and he is gutsy, gutsy, gutsy. I think Ayuk's going to put this dude in a blender and make – I'm just saying, I think that's coming. Now, best blue chip matchup, best on best, CMC versus Wagner. That is oh, – that's pretty cool. Um, in the run game, anyway, it's fair. In the pass game, not fair. <laughs> not fair. You can't – like, Wagner's terrible there. They can put Jordan Brooks over there, whatever. It doesn't matter. That one's huge. Um, now defensive wise, when the 49ers on defense, them, their best matchup is when DK Metcalf is against Ambry Thomas. That scares me. Now there was only like one or two times that Steve Wilkes left Ambry Thomas one-on-one with Mike Evans. And it got him once on the slant. That wasn't really his fault. That's Tayshawn Gibson was way out of position to help him. Uh, he didn't have inside leverage. He had outside leverage. Tayshawn Gibson blew that play, but whatever. There was one play we were in a uh, cover six, and so to his side it was quarters. He had no safe help, safety help, and you know Mike Evans ran a fade route, and Ambry ran it for him. It was awesome. I was so proud. It was an incomplete pass. Ambry was in perfect position the whole time, not even close to a penalty or whatever else. But yeah, DK versus Ambry, 
that's their <laughs> yeah, that's huge. I hope Ambry answers the call and I'm rooting for him. Us, Nick Bosa versus Jason Peters. Uh, Jason Peters is a behemoth and one of the best to ever do it, but Father Time is undefeated. It's just what it is. Now, blue chip on blue chip, and this one I think is like the most consistent matchup. Tyler Lockett versus Charvarius Ward. Ward is having a hell of a year. And I understand that people get mad with the penalties and all that stuff, but you have to understand, you're tilting everything away from Charvarius Ward. This dude is being asked the most difficult cornerback matchup in the entire NFL. Because we're babysitting Ambry Thomas 95% of the plays by shifting our entire safety all the help over to his side. Charvarius Ward by himself. And it doesn't show this in the broadcast tape. We go through every damn play, offense, defense, special teams, which are all up, by the way. Special teams is recorded. I just haven't loaded it yet. But like I said, this is video six today. I have not left this chair. <laughs> I've been sitting here all day, and I love it. I'm very thankful. I'm not complaining. But, you know, every week, week in, week out, whenever I watch Charvarius Ward, it's just like, holy cow. This dude is getting level 10 difficulty assignments, play after play after play after play. And, yeah. Sometimes he's going to hold after five yards whenever he doesn't have safety help to his side and we're rotating backers away. Five-yard penalties, not the end of the deal. It's not the end of the world. And I get the out routes, suck and all that. He has no safety help behind him. He cannot bite on out routes. You can't do that. Ward is playing some damn good football. And again, like you could shift things a little bit and give him some more help, but why? He's proven he's okay. Keep giving them the hard job. That's what you're paying them for. Um, we walked on the moon. Love the tag. Lockett and Ward going to be good if the refs let them play. We haven't had a ref, you know, game go our way. I just want a 50-50 game. I'm just tired of the refs going against us. There were so many hands to the face and holding calls that they did they missed last week. And it was just like, God, that was it was a one-sided called game. It wasn't a one-sided penalty game, if that makes sense. The refs turned it that way. And I hate that. Um, can't stand that. Can't stand that. Anyway, I'm going to calm down just a little bit. Calm down just a little bit. Matt says, what really annoyed me last game was when Gip dove in front of Ward. Could have been a pick. Yeah, they both almost got that one. Um, but I need Gibson to come back and have a, a bounce back game. PFF had him like the third highest rated player. Whole time during the film, I was like, Gip, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? He made some good plays, but it was just like, man. There were a lot of big plays where I was just like, that's on Gibson. Um, anyway, we'll see how it goes, and it's going to be a short week. You got the rookie coming in, Jair Brown. Ah, we'll, we'll have to see what that looks like. Now, let's get to our interesting connections. These are players that kind of overlapped in college, which I love. Uh, shout out to Coach Cruz again. Brady Russell, Isaiah Oliver were together in Colorado. Flenciano and Artie Burns at Miami. Lot of Ohio State guys. Draymond Jones, Nick Bosa, Chase Young at Ohio State. That's a damn good D-line. Um, Penn State, you've got their long snapper, uh, Chris Jones, Jair Brown were at Penn State. Also, Kevin Givens and Stoll overlapped. Sam Darnold, Uchina, and Woso at USC. And, and Woso was kind of the best player for the Seahawks against us last year, the first time we played. Second time, not as much. Third time, even less. He's had kind of a down year. They're taking away a lot of his snaps with Boye Mafe, but Enwoso had a lot of success against us last year. I, I was watching the tape, and I'm like, where's number 10? Why is this dude not out there more often? But I'm like, man, what are the? I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, 
Kittle, Noah Fant. Uh, Noah Fant kind of took over for Kittle after he left Iowa, and they had uh, Hawkinson and Fant there at the same time. Just amazing tight end university. Damon Lewis, TDP, LSU. And a lot of Michigan guys, Devin Bush, Jake Moody, Ronnie Bell, Ambry Thomas, Michigan, Notre Dame. We got Aaron Banks and Julian Love. And we got the UTSA, the Roadrunner Connection, Tariq Woolland and Spencer Burford, Western Michigan, D. Eskridge, Jalen Moore, Curtis Robinson, Cody Par- uh, Colby Parkinson, Stanford. What's up, Silicon Valley? And then Tennessee, last one, Daryl Taylor and Jawan Jennings were there at the same time. Um, now, let's talk about making some freaking money. And I hope y'all bet with us last, last week. Golly, that was a good week. Skip the arguments with Uncle Dave on Thanksgiving and focus on what really matters. Good food, boosted odds, and hitting those turkey day parlays. Picture this, not just watching the games, but turning every second into a potential win. With my bookie, you can stream the games and bet live with updated odds throughout the entire game. Turn any game day into a payday. Now, ready to turn your up your game? Sign up today and make your first deposit with promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code next to me if you're watching the video for a sweet deposit bonus up to $1,000. Rollovers do apply. That is promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a promo code. It's a secret weapon. Get that extra edge on the house. So, no matter what you do, bet anything, anytime, and I mean anywhere, wherever you are, you can bet on mybookie.ag. I've been doing it forever, and I move around like a crazy person. So, mybookie.ag, promo code 49ERS. You know, one of my favorite bets every week, um, not every week, but it depends on the odds and the spread and all those things, is the forty the alternative lines where you can bet per quarter. The 49ers defense is lights out early, man. They're, they're at their best. The 49ers offense is at their best early as well. So the 49ers minus half of a point at the end of the first quarter, bet five to win $4.55. Like you can multiply that however you want to. That's kind of the teaser bet. Now I'm going to post all my bets on the 49ersrush.com and on our Patreon channel right after this. Uh, I'm just posting nonstop. Going to post our special teams footage as well up there. So just stay tuned for that. It's been a rough day. It's been a great day. Uh, But now let's get into our predictions. You know, the poll question of the day was who has the best game out of the 49ers skill guys? And and we're kind of rotating it, right? I said Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, CMC. Right now, Ayuk has 29% of the vote, CMC 27, Kittle 26, Debo in last place with 17% of the vote. But, man, I was going through and just kind of charting stuff and trying to figure out bets and, you know, kind of consistency numbers and all this stuff. And I was like, man, you know, the targets of the 49ers are really interesting. And then I was looking at receptions. Do you know who leads the 49ers in receptions? It's not one. It's not two guys. It's three. We have three players tied for most receptions on the 49ers with 43 catches. Ayuk, Kittle, and CMC. What do you do if you're stopping these teams? Like, it's everybody. And yeah, right here, Melissa says, you know, Jawad Jennings, 4E. Jennings has disappeared. And that that's really, really hurt. Um, Philip, what's up, Philip? He says, glad to catch your live, even if it's at the end of the episode. Thank you, Philip, for making all this happen, man. Uh, one of the executive producers of the show, huge supporter. Thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate you, brother. Um, and it's been really weird. For Jawan Jennings, because man, he he's just disappeared. 
he's still blocking, but he's he's not doing well, consistently well. He still gets a couple, you know, pancakes, and he's so aggressive, all that stuff. At some point, he's got to return to the fold as a wide receiver. I think he's had like one catch in three weeks. It's weird. I don't know. And he's kind of phasing himself out of this at the worst time. You're going to need him at some point. And I hope that this is the week that he jumps back in. But, yeah, I mean, I think it was like 12 and a half yards is the over-under receiving yards for Juwan Jennings. If you want to go bet that, I didn't feel comfortable. I I, I just I don't feel comfortable. I, I don't know. I, I really I, – I'm just not sure what to do there. Um, Melissa says, thoughts on Greenlaw and Lenore. Yeah, Greenlaw, CEO of Seattle, that dude's going to play lights out against a rookie running back that thinks he's physical. Nobody's more physical than Dre Greenlaw. That's going to be freaking awesome to watch. Lenore, I love Lenore. I do not want to see him in the slot against Tyler Lockett. Jackson Smith, who they put there a lot, but like, I'm not too worried about Jackson Smith. He has not really arrived. I know he's shifty and all that stuff. He hasn't really shown up. He's just been average slot player. Eventually, he's going to show up. He's very talented. I don't want Lenore versus Lockett in the slot. That scares that scares me. I just don't like that matchup. But outside of that, Lenore is freaking awesome. And it's going to take him time to get there. Um, yeah, it's going to see there. Now, for our predictions, and I want you guys to drop your score predictions in the chat if you don't mind. The two hardest things to predict in the NFL are division games and Thursday games. <laughs> and so here we are. Let's predict the hardest of the hard, the difficult of the difficult. A divisional Thursday night primetime game on Thanksgiving. Both teams coming off a short week. Yeah, it's just different. Um, so Seattle, this is their Super Bowl. It's the most important game for the Niners too. But Seattle's dug themselves a hole because they've lost all these games. Seattle's one and two in the division. They got swept by the Rams. Their only win is against the Arizona Cardinals. You lose this game versus the 49ers, and you fall to one and three in the division, and the Niners are ahead of you two games. You're only one game ahead of the Rams, and they own the tiebreaker because they swept you. The only chance that Seattle has to even get close to winning this division, you have to win this game. They have to. They should come out swinging, especially after getting beat last week to an inferior team. However, they don't match up well against us. They're not a very elite team. They are an average team. Uh, it's just it's just what they are. And so uh, the 49ers, you do your game, this game's not going to be a matchup. When they had Russell Wilson, they could cover up a lot of stuff with his mobility and all that. Geno ain't it. It's not it. The 49ers defense just needs to let them check down as much as they want, which is what Shane Waldron wants to do. They want to check down, get the ball to their playmakers, but guess what? They're not tackle breakers. Their running backs are, but they don't even give them the ball enough. Their offensive line interior is terrible. It doesn't match. You got these strong, tough running backs and a weak offensive line. Like, it just doesn't match. It's mismatched. And it shows. You know, Zach Charbonnet needs 75-plus yards rushing for them to have a chance. That's what it is. Force Geno to dink and dunk. Don't let DK get behind Ambry Thomas. And offensively for the 49ers, just do what you want. You don't have to go out there and do anything crazy. They load the box, throw it. 
They back up two safeties, run it. It's that simple. Give what they give you because you're so damn good at both. Don't force things, but if you are going to force something, force the run. You can't run the ball enough this game. Rick says, happy Thanksgiving, people. Happy Thanksgiving. Chapman, right back to you, Rick. Mm, you're the best. Now, here, and again, like, I got to play my clip. There's a few clips that are just like everything that we are. George Kittle, what can we not do? And us being a one-dimensional football team isn't very good. There we go. If that one-dimensional is run the ball, great. If it's get away from the run, it's bad. But you can still throw the ball because you've been so efficient at it, and Purdy's earned that right. Now, let's talk about this, okay? I brought up Wagner earlier, and one of my favorite things that I looked into was Wagner and pass coverage. He's been really bad for about four years now, and he's getting worse every year. Last year, he was with the Rams. We took advantage of him very bad, but so did CMC. You remember the CMC three-touchdown game, right? Threw one, caught one, run for one. That was huge. But what people don't know, because we're a Niners team and we follow Niners stuff, was what CMC did to Bobby Wagner last year with the Panthers. That's right. Played against the Rams right before they traded him to us. And so he had the huge monster game against Bobby Wagner last year with the 49ers, but also 69 rush yards. Nice. And seven catches for 89 yards on the Panthers versus Bobby Wagner last year. CMC's going off. CMC's going off. He goes off every week. But yardage-wise, oh, yeah. Isolate Bobby Wagner on CMC, please. Let's see how that goes. 40 hours of the better team. Some crazy stuff's going to happen. Divisional game, Thanksgiving, on the road, short week. Blah, fill in the blank. Craziness is going to happen. And, yeah, Mark. What's up, Mark? If we, if I can say one thing, special teams just be average. <laughs> we win this game. I've got the 49ers win 29 to 20. I don't know how 20 points, 29 points comes about. Don't care. This is just a testament to the craziness that is about to ensue with it being a short week, divisional game with so much meaning. I'm pumped about this, man. Um Number one game of the year. We're going to be there. If you're coming out, 49ers Rush Road Trip will be at the press box the night before. Tailgate the press box again, which is one block from the stadium. Indoor, outdoor space. Going to be incredible. Thanksgiving Day food. We're going to sell out the tailgate. We're going to sell it out. So if you want tickets, don't wait. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We'll go live from Lumen Field um, right after the game, win, lose, or draw. And we'll be bringing you our stuff. But I'm going to be traveling. Now it's time to pack for the trip. Uh, fly out early in the morning, and we'll go from there. But I want to say thank you, guys. Appreciate everybody. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.